Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Good morning, and welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS. For nearly seven decades, Champaign-Urbana's daily gathering spot for conversation, dialogue, and ideas. You can join it on the phone, via text, or online. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Or email us at talk at wdws.com. Now, here's your host, Brian Barnhart. All right, we're on Penny for Your Thoughts. It's a Monday morning quarterback show presented by our friends at Berkey's, your local Kubota dealer on High Cross Road in Urbana. You can join us here on a penny for your thoughts. Get a busy week ahead. We're doing our Monday morning quarterback show today. Uh, Wednesday, Joe McCullough from over at the Univi uh, Police Department will join us. Thursday, we're joined by a cancer patient, Heidi Brown. And Friday, we'll do our Illini Friday in the last hour of the week. Some open line time, of course, in and around all of that. Open line tomorrow at 9 on the money at 10. But today, it is our uh, weekly Monday morning uh, quarterback show with Lauren Tate. He'll join us here in a moment. Look back at the Illinois win over Iowa. Now the Illini in a tie for first in the Big Ten West with Purdue and Nebraska. Minnesota coming in for a homecoming on Saturday at 11. And the Gophers a slight favorite coming in. Part of that probably because of some injury uncertainty with the Illini. We'll see what we learn about that later today. Brett Bielema has a press conference later today. So a lot of stuff happening. We've got basketball on the horizon. The three assistant basketball coaches will be at the Esquire tonight with the guys over there, so you can look for that. Uh, Chester Frazier and Jeff Alexander and Tim Anderson on the docket coming up tonight at the Esquire at 5. So what do you think of the game, the atmosphere, the overturn of that call, which was a big one late? We'll relive all of that coming up uh, for the Illini victory from Saturday night, and we'll see what the crowd is uh, this Saturday as Illinois takes on Minnesota, a team they uh, physically dominated last year up in Minneapolis, one of their two road wins against ranked teams last year. 217-356-9397. Text line, Castle Heating and Cooling presents that, 217-351-5357. And you can email us, talk at wdws.com. Lauren joins me after the break. Our show today brought to you by Berkey's Farm Store. We're back to get it started. Monday morning quarterbacks, jump in and join us next. Crowd trying to help the defense. In a rock fight, in a slugfest. Here comes the blitz on him. In trouble, he's sacked. Another Illinois sack. Seth Coleman with the sack. On a penny for your thoughts, one of the great... uh, Events of the night with the Illini defense, five sacks, 11 tackles for loss in the win over Iowa, 9-6. No touchdowns, 
Three field goals for Illinois by a backup kicker, and the Illini get it done and are now 5-1, and one, tied for first in the Big Ten West. Lauren Tate is with us. How about that? Here we'll we are in the middle it. of October. and Yeah, I, I tell you what, the score doesn't matter as long as you win. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the truth? As far as offensively, I mean, just scoring-wise, that was like a game from the 1940s well, or 50s. Yeah, it was, it was a tough thing to lose DeVito at the end of that quarter because they removed the ball pretty well in the first quarter. Didn't mm-hmm. score a touchdown, but they were moving. You could see, and, and you know, I thought uh, uh, it was apparent to me that DeVito was getting a little frisky with his running, too, because he made a nice, you know, of course, he made another quarterback sneak for a first down, and, and that's been effective every time they've tried it and every time they need one yard and uh, recently at least. And then, of course, he had the longer run, and then he got hurt when, when he was trying to scramble mm-hmm. out. And, and uh, I, I, that might have been a, a call play. I'm not sure. It looked to me like a quarterback draw, but mm-hmm. never got started. But it's too bad. It doesn't look like it's really serious, but can he be ready for Minnesota this quick? That's yeah, the question. that's the question. Yeah, I mean, for what it's worth, you know, he was out outside visiting with his family at their tailgate afterwards and – We've got friends who are friends of theirs who said he looked fine. Well, no, I but got that's totally when he unofficially. Got on the bicycle, didn't you? What's that? I got encouraged when he got on the bicycle yeah, so during the game. I mean, he—it's not one of those long-term things, but you just don't know about it a week. The thing that bothers me about the, the, the Minnesota game is they—they had the week off. They're surely refreshed. Mm-hmm. Everybody likes that week off, and then Abraham could be back. I expect him to be back. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He didn't play against Purdue. They lost that game twenty to ten. Didn't show much in the way of offense without Abraham, but he's really, really good, and uh, they'd miss his running. But uh, uh, the Illini, uh, I, I'm, I, I, I'm watching it again yesterday. The number of guys that went down. Caleb Griffin, of course, didn't uh, didn't play the kicker. Mm-hmm. Josh McRae wasn't in the game. Nicholson and Williams both got concussions. Devito and ankle. Dark Angelo only got 20 snaps. He came out of the game. He was hurt. Marchese got hurt. Marquise and Morris. That's a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight guys that one way or another mm-hmm. uh, were injured. That was the one thing that we've all been concerned about is the the depth overall for Illinois. Yep would slow down the train that's rolling here would be some of those injuries and you tend to get those in a but what we're seeing is guys are stepping in right mm-hmm. I, would you say the kicker stepped in i think he did yeah not bad <laughs> he, for a he walk walked on in huh? and kicked in <laughs> yeah. and i thought that you know they had to play a heart a lot more because uh dark angelo was hurt nicholson kicked jennings played pretty well mm-hmm. he's a physical player I, I was really sorry to see that this is only year here because he looks like a real player to me at corner, mm-hmm. and uh, so I, I mean they are filling in nicely. And of course, the uh, Marquise is—I don't think he's hurt badly, but he uh, he had to come out of the game, and mm-hmm. he's a guy that we usually get the ball to once a game, but mm-hmm. we didn't in this game. Two one seven three five six nine three nine seven. We're on a penny for your thoughts here. A Monday morning quarterback show presented by Berkey. So your thoughts on the game, the atmosphere? Did you go? Are you going this week? What do you make of all of the uh, activity from Saturday night? Thought the tailgating was. Unbelievable! That place really was, was was hopping for was buzzing, for hours. Yeah, yeah. So that's that was good to see. And yeah, I yeah. I have two family tailgates, and they were really jumping. <laughs> <laughs> and they got there early. Yeah, and, I I had a lot of people and, tell and, me they normally get a spot at a certain time, and they had to get there three or four hours before that. My daughter Kathy was uh, one, and Bill wanted to go to the game, and and uh, 
they went over and tried to buy tickets, 60 bucks, 60 or so, and they said, well, that's a little high a piece, you know, 60 per ticket for them. They were trying to work it, and they got right at kick, before kickoff, they got it for 30 bucks, and they sat on the 50-yard line on the <laughs> east side underneath the overhang. Perfect seats. How about that? And they got them for 30 bucks. Wow. So this Illinois defense, you've seen a lot of defenses. Oh, that's the best I mean, in a long time. The best I've seen in since I I've mean, been doing the games, I think. It's the best, at least since the Tepper era, when we had the Hollis second, you know, had the ace boys at linebacker and, of course, Simeon, uh, Simeon Rice. And, and that was a terrific deal. The thing about this defense is there's no, I hesitate to say it, but there's no weakness. The secondary, mm-hmm. th- those guys play really hard, and the, and the linebackers have come on. I thought uh, Tariq Barnes had a terrific game. And, and Dark Angelo, when he was in there, uh, he he always makes plays, uh, and then of course those tackles are you know we're, we're I'm scared to death we're going to lose them to the N- NFL mm-hmm. aren't you? And they're young too. I mean they're yeah. fairly young. They're 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 really I mean, good. Randolph and Newton. It's amazing how Newton especially beats his man almost every play. Not every play. I mean he gets blocked sometimes, but oh my goodness he he just makes a big quick move and he's in the backfield and. And he's, he's really got a nose for the football. You just don't have – I bet you the, if you look at all the teams, 131 teams, how many teams would have their tackles, the defensive tackles, leading you in tackles? Mm-hmm. They Normally they don't – you know, the tackles are mostly linebackers. Yeah. The good teams have the, – the really good teams have tend to have the linebackers lead yeah. or the yeah. defensive linemen. Yeah. In recent years for Illinois, it's always been the secondary guys that were making all the tackles. Yeah. And but, so that's a, that's a difference. Um, and so – yeah, but just trying to think of the pressure and the no touchdowns allowed at home. I, I can count on less than two hands probably the number of big plays that have occurred against this Illinois defense. Well, right now, of course, it's, it's still early as, as far as the season's concerned, but Illinois is number one in scoring defense, number one in pass efficiency defense, number two in total defense, which is yardage, number three in rushing defense. <laughs> this is in the country. In the this country, not, the not just 10. the Big Ten. Yeah. yeah, they're number nine in pass defense and number nine in sacks. Yeah. I mean, I remember when, when uh, uh, we had a team about – 12, oh, it was one of Zook's teams where we had the defense ranked seventh in the country, as mm-hmm. I recall. I think Vic Coning was the Vic defensive Vic Coning was the guy, and and that was what, and I thought, boy, oh, boy, whatever you do, Beckman, keep Coning. Yeah. So Beckman comes in, and the first thing he does, he's talking to Coning, he says, we'll give you the, we'll get, and I talked to Vic a long time about this, and, and the, he was offered the co-defensive coordinator, and he just thought, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to, you know, because mm-hmm. Beckman wanted to get his guy in there, and and yet he didn't want to get he didn't want to lose Coning, but he did lose Coning, and we mm-hmm. our defense really sagged after that. But this is this is a kind of a surprise because basically, uh, Brian, this is Lovey Smith's players. Mm-hmm. All these guys are recruited by Lovey Smith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, both, both tackles, the nose tackle, the the linebackers, uh, Tariq Barnes and. Dark Angelo came in here as a walk-on from Northern Michigan, I believe, and, yep. and uh, the secondary people all, all played as freshmen for Lovey Smith. Yeah, yeah, and they weren't near as good. Yeah. <laughs> well, and Bielema's coaching staff has done a terrific uh, I job. Don't think with there's them. any doubt about that. Mm-hmm. They've got a system that's really working, and and you know, and I and, and I, I can't verify this. I was told that when Walters left Missouri, they didn't care. Hmm. They didn't think that was a big deal. Yeah. So you know, it's, there's 
there's, there's, there's horses for racetracks, you know, yeah. you, you know, you just like to, yeah. some people fit better someplace else mm-hmm. than other, you know, mm-hmm. it just worked out. I mean, Wallace fits really well here. Who knows what happens if he goes somewhere else? Mm-hmm. He, he has got a, he's a perfect, the people that are working under him and the guy he's, that's working over him are absolutely perfect fits for him. All right, we're talking about Illinois football here, 920. Let's uh, go to the phones here, and Dave is first up today. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, gentlemen. Yes, sir. I wanted to talk to you about, I was at the game with my wife and my grandson on Saturday night, and we sat in Section 107, and uh, first of all, I am blind, and I listen to you on the radio with a five-second delay, believe it or not. Hmm. <laughs> I listened for the crowd's reaction, and then you covered it on the radio. (laughs) Oh, wow. Well, I'm happy to do that for you. My grandson had, he said, I think he he said an original comment about a name for the Illini defense. And uh, you're both sitting down, but wait for this. He said he thinks that that Illini defense should be called the Orange Crush. Well, that's not bad. Yeah, that's, fact, that's really good. <laughs> that's I'm sure the I Orange Crush would appreciate that. I'm going to call him this morning and tell the guys, and I'm sure they'd be tickled to hear it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, it's uh, – it's, uh, I know Denver Broncos have used that a little bit over the years, and, of course, the Orange Crush here basketball-wise. But, yeah, just the way they crush offenses, I, I like it. Oh, I, I, I liked it too, and I thought – he heard that commercial during the game on their speaker – I'm on your uh, – in, on your, on your uh, uh, you know, over, over the year. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't think what the word I want to use, but uh, announcing during the game about the Orange Crush, and I said, that's a great name for their defense. <laughs> you know, so I said, I'm going to pass it on, and boy, I can't be more, I've been an Illinois fan since the early 60s, and this is the most fun I've had since probably, well, the 80s, and also since Kurt Kittner was around, you mm. know, and, mm-hmm. and those girls group. But anyway, enjoy it a lot, and you guys do a great job. Thank well, you very much. Thank you, Dave. Good to hear from you. Thanks, Take bless. care. Yeah, 922. Yes, thank you. God bless you, too. All right, uh, 217-356-9397. Tommy DeVito was unable to really walk after injuring his ankle Saturday. Chances of him playing, especially effectively, a listener says, look slim. Like I said, I don't know. People saw him afterwards. He, well, he walked. seemed to be fine. I saw him walk. I mean, not perfect. He, I but, saw him walk yeah. to the to – the, uh, bicycle mm-hmm. and and he was on the bike which is you know trying to warm using, up. using your feet yeah so so i i i don't think it yeah you know, i sure can't predict what's going to happen this week we'll we'll learn more from bielema today at at his press conference this afternoon but uh it, it, it i i don't think you know the problem we've got a week off after the minnesota game so you know he'll be back after that mm-hmm. the question is can he get back for minnesota can he get enough practice in this week to be ready or do you go with sitkowski again uh texture says please stop throwing the wide receiver screens they haven't worked and almost got lost the game with the fumble well the fumble yeah. was on a run not a it was sitkowski running right when he fumbled the ball when Iowa ran it in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that yeah. wasn't on a wide receiver screen. but uh, No, that was and, a scramble. Yeah. But there have been some screens. They've worked on occasion. I mean, Isaiah Williams mm-hmm. ran one for 63 yards against a team a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. But this listener this thinks this. This is just a really rough game for Isaiah Williams. He actually, mm-hmm. he actually had three fumbles mm-hmm. and lost two of them. And uh, put, put Iowa in a great position 
and it, and it, and it's, it started something that we now call the fire department. Yeah, they put out the fire, <laughs> and that's a pretty good way of saying it. Well, they were twice they put out the fire. Well, yeah, and the, not just um, holding up and holding them to a field goal or no gains, but pushing them back the other way. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Iowa would be first and goal at the five, and then they would be fourth and goal at the thirty. I mean, it was. If you're on the Iowa side, they put out a statistic today that if Iowa scored 21 points in the last 39 games, 42 games, they'd be 39 and three. If they scored 21, that's how good their defense is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're one of the best defenses in the country, and they're going crazy because the offense is is so bad right now. They're they're ranked. 131st out of 131 teams in total offense. Last. Last. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and they're, you know, they're – so what's going to happen there with the son, Brian Ferentz, the uh, offensive coordinator, can can Kirk continue to go – I mean, yes, he will. He's going to go along mm-hmm. with his son. But, man, anybody else – would would make a change. Anybody else in the country. Mm. Did you see what Rutgers did? Rutgers just did. Yeah, did you see what Indiana did? They yep. just fired their offensive line coach. Mm. Rutgers fired their, their, their offensive coordinator. I mean, when things aren't working, you have to make a change. And look how quick Bielma made a change from Peterson last year. Mm. One year looking at it, he said, no. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah. I mean, it might create some awkwardness at dinner. Yeah. in the Ferentz family, but <laughs> I don't know. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, but, but I think the whole idea that Kirk, when when he put him, made his son offensive coordinator, I think he was hoping he'd be his successor, mm-hmm. and that's not going to happen. I don't think so. Uh, Iowa scored seven offensive touchdowns this year. 23 players have scored more touchdowns by themselves <laughs> this year than Iowa has. So by the way, don't, we got to talk more about Chase Brown. Mm-hmm. He's still leading the nation in rushing. He's yep. got 879 yards, and 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 he's, he's a, well, it looks like he's about 49 ahead of the next guy, which it'll be hard for with the schedule coming up with, with Michigan up there and with Minnesota this week. It'll mm-hmm. be hard for him to, to win the national championship in rushing, but he's leading mm-hmm. and leading all the way. Yeah. And over 100 yards against two of the better defenses yeah. in the country. I, I, I never yeah. dreamed he could make that many yards against Iowa mm-hmm. defensively. But he, he he's making some really good cuts, particularly uh, sudden cuts at the line of scrimmage, to, to just to make to turn a no gain into five or six. I mean, he, And he always gets away for, for a few teen, runs in the teens. Let's go back to the phones here at 927. Chris is with us, Monday Morning Quarterbacks. Hi, Chris. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Uh, you were talking about the fumble. I don't know if you watched, I'm sure you did watch the replay over and over again. Mm-hmm. It, uh, he, he did drop. I mean, the ball was coming loose before his arm hit the ground. No, it wasn't. It really was. And uh, yeah, no, it was. It I, no, I saw it wasn't. the point of the ball. I you saw know, the point of the ball. No, it wasn't. And I had several, several Illinois fans even told me they saw the same. I thing. don't care what they said. But they're, they're, they, they, I, they, that they, ball was still in the same position when his elbow hit the ground. It, it moved in a split second, but it, it they they wouldn't have overruled it if they didn't see it clearly. Well, that's that's. That, I mean, that's kind of true. Well, I mean, if it had been if it had been on if it had been a bigger game, it would have been overruled or it would have been not overruled. It would. I mean, because the play on the field was a fumble. I know. 
I know, but, but when his elbow, the moment, the, the split game. second that his elbow hit the ground, the ball was still in the same position that it was, and it moved immediately after. I watched yeah. it over it was, and over. It yesterday. was razor thin, though. I, yeah, it was right. razor thin. Myself, and it, yeah, it was, it was, I mean, but that, I mean, that's not the thing. The, the thing that lost the game for Iowa was their penalties, that which is, Iowa never gets penalties like that. <clears throat> and with their young line and... That's what lost them the game. I mean, they 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 lost what they had third and short a couple of times and got penalties and went to third and long and and mm-hmm. they had they had a, a first and ten that got called back. They had a touchdown that was I believe that was called back on a hold. So I mean, it was the penalties is what is what really killed them. But yeah, well, the Illinois defense had something to do with that too. I think so. Well, right? Yeah. No, no, yeah, I ain't gonna take nothing away from that, but. Uh, no, it was it was a. I mean, that's the kind of game I like. I like defense. I don't. I don't. I mean, I like to watch a good game where mm-hmm. where they're pounding and and grinding. And I don't. I don't like to watch like an Ohio State that scores fifty points a game and hmm. just. Well, I wish we had. I wish we could score fifty <laughs> points a game. That'd well, be great. Yeah, <laughs> right. I, yeah, that would be nice. But. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, I, I think Illinois would have would have scored some touchdowns yesterday if, if Devito hadn't been hurt, just based on how he was, he was operating early. Well, but but I'll tell you, that that backup uh, Sikowski or whatever, he mm-hmm. he did a pretty good job too. Yeah, but, I mean, but throwing that interception on the four yard line was uncalled for, and then of course, right? You know, yeah. he, he's just boring. not as just he's, like, just, anytime you bring somebody off the bench in the, in the fifth or sixth game when they haven't played all year. That's not a good thing. That's yeah, tough. And right. and, and I he, well, he got like, going I mean, though. It was it was forced by the defense, just like uh, Pet uh, Petrus. You know that that ball was tipped from behind. I mean that was a forced turnover. It yeah, wasn't. it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was hit. You know, there yeah. was a lot of times yeah. that he just nearly. I mean, they put tremendous pressure on him. Oh, they did a yeah. lot. But that there it goes to to the same. I mean, Iowa's offensive line is young. I mean, they're all. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they lost pretty much everybody off their line. So yeah, I mean, no, they were long. Yeah, let me let me tell doubled. you. Here's the good news. Okay, you ready for this? Illinois Go playing ahead. Minnesota this week. Minnesota loses yeah. both guards, Olson and Andres. They lose both tackles. One of whom is first team All Big Ten. Sam Schluter's the other one. So they've lost four of their five linemen, and every team that Illinois has played this year has come in with problems in the offensive line. Believe it or right, not, yeah. right. every team, well, including I, Minnesota. Yeah, and and I mean, I believe in Illinois' defense. I'm not an Illinois fan, but I believe in their defense. They're really good, but they haven't faced a real great offense yet. That's right. But uh, that's mm-hmm. correct. Uh, yeah. But so we'll see how they do. All but, right. Uh, and Minnesota's got one. So, yeah, they do. Or they did yeah. before they. Well, I don't know if Minnesota's got a great. Those first not three games. Those not first great, three games from Minnesota don't count. Yeah. And they only got ten points against Purdue, so I don't don't tell me that their offense is great. I don't I don't agree. Well, I didn't I didn't mean great. I meant good. Sorry. Yeah. Ibrahim is great yeah. as a runner. I think their I offensive think, line is is brand new. I think the two teams mirror each other a yeah. lot, actually, with a great running well, that's back. How I thought about, mm-hmm. That's how I thought about Iowa and Illinois. I, I just thought, I mean, they're they're defensive teams. Their offense is mediocre, or not. I mean, Iowa's ain't even mediocre, but. But uh, offense-wise, but mm-hmm. they both have 
really good defense, and I thought it was going to be a close game, and it was. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Hey, Chris, i got to move to the news here, but thank you. Yep. Every Iowa game is a close game. Thank you. Yeah, it is. Yeah, even last year. All right, our new. Let me get. To, what we'll do is we'll do the break, Adam, and then we'll go right into the news. The news will be brought to you by First Mid Bank and Trust, providing financial solutions since 1865. Visit firstmid.com to find out more. We'll relive that whole fumble slash touchdown touch slash reversal slash field goal here in a little bit too. You'll hear Martin O'Donnell anguish over what was happening uh, here after this. 12.35 for the game of the shotgun. Here is Sitkowski. Drop, throwing left, looking for a high tower. Got it. Leaping catch at the Iowa 40. First down, Illinois. Sideline pattern, high tower. Yeah, Brian Hightower is starting to come on a little bit. He's well, Yeah, he looked good. Look good. He looked receiver. good all year. Like a, like a new player, huh? Yeah. He had uh, the most catches, 5 for 68. Jonah Morris had a catch for 21. Chase Brown, four catches for 17. But that play was 34 yards. That was the longest pass of the night for the Illini in the win over uh, Iowa. All right, 939. Uh, we had some talk about the fumble, the overrule on the uh, review, video review, and all that happened. Uh, there's about a three-minute segment here of the game, and I just want to play it for you because if you didn't hear it, Here's what it sounded like on the radio and the back and forth. And uh, it was close, let me tell you. It was close it was on the really review. Really close. Really close. But here's what it sounded like on the radio the other night uh, with Martin O'Donnell and yours truly here. So here you go. And here is a run by Sitkowski, and he fumbles the ball. Scooped up by Iowa, and they're headed the other way, and this is going to be a touchdown Iowa. Are you kidding me? Riley Moss hit Sitkowski. The ball came loose. He rambles in for the score. And the Hawkeyes lead it all of a sudden, 12-6. About 80 yards. Riley Moss... Scoops it up and a defensive touchdown. Now, was he down? That's a question. Yes, yes, he was. His elbow was down. And this may come back. Boy, let's hope it does. Let's the hope ball. it does. Oh, my goodness. Now, the gracious. fumble recovered by a defense is under further video review. You want to pray about a video review, this would be the one to pray about. It sure looked like Art Sikowski's left elbow is on the ground. Was he on top of anybody? Was it, it doesn't matter. His elbow was okay. on the ground. He was on top of a defender. And still had the ball. And he had the ball. And then his elbow, his left elbow, hits the ground before the ball starts moving. I think there's a really good opportunity that that gets overturned. But, oh, my, yeah. I mean, it's. Oh, my goodness. Well, what do they go? Oh, I don't know what they're going to call here. Our Health uh, Alliance reviews brought to you by the official provider of health uh, for the fighting Illini. Is it enough to overturn it? What an unbelievable change uh, this would be. Look, look, the ball starts moving right as his elbow hits. Gosh. Riley Moss just came in there and scooped it up. If the play stands, it's 12-6 Iowa. If it doesn't, we're tied at 6. And Illinois would be in a field goal situation. Oh, boy. 
52 yards. Quarterback draw. Iowa stunting and blitzing into it. Well, it took forever to snap that football, too. Now, there's still three minutes left, so it's not like the game's over. But turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. Would be the We've seen this from Illinois many times. What do you think, Mark? Is he down? Ooh, it's close. I think they're gonna leave I think they're gonna leave the call on the field. Yeah. So I think they're gonna do. 82 yards on the return. And they, uh, this is how they beat Rutgers a couple weeks ago. They got a defensive touchdown. The Illini were marching. Here you go. And here we go with the call of the night in a 6-6 tie. Right now it's 12-6 Iowa. If it counts. After review, the runner's elbow was down Whoa. prior to losing possession. How do you like that? Oh my goodness. Now that was an agonizing couple of minutes. It sure was. And you said Bielema was starting to send his players. Well, he caught he caught it uh, a couple of seconds before they announced it. Yeah. yeah. He was aware. Uh, evidently they told him and he was telling his players to head back the other direction. <laughs> <laughs> of course, they, the, the Illinois players never went down there, did they? No, I mean, uh-uh. although they might have, uh, I just wonder if they, they have a special team that goes in for uh, on an extra point, mm-hmm. and I suppose that they were those players were getting ready to go down there. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'd have to check that, but he he knew, and there was the the question here that I'm going to ask you is did did the fact as soon as his elbow hit is that what kicked the ball out of his other hand? Yeah, I, I mean the the impact of his elbow hitting. If you stop action the thing, at the split second that his elbow hits, the ball hasn't moved yet, mm-hmm. but it moves directly right after, after that. that. Yeah. All right, and then of course that led to this field goal, which uh, Martin was able to exhale. He was he was in agony watching the field goal. I can tell you in the booth, and here's the field goal to win it, as it turned out after the reversal of the call. So um, if we've got that, Adam, go ahead. 6-6 tie, 36-yard attempt, left hash, snap back, kick is in the air, is it good? It is! Yeah! Woo! It is good! And the Illini go from possibly being down by a score to being up by a field goal at 9-6 over Iowa. I think my life just flashed before my eyes. <laughs> 9-6 the final. That, that was an awful big lead, three points. <laughs> it was. <laughs> Iowa never threatened after yep, that. Yep. All right, got some folks waiting here, and let's uh, go to the phones. RW. Yes. Yes, how are um, you? I'm doing fine. I have a question. Uh, after the second field goal by our kicker, Illinois, the coach, Coach B, was jumping all over the sidelines trying to get the attention of some official downfield, and then the one in front of him walked away from him. What did he see that I presume would have resulted in us getting a five-yard on our favor for a first down? Did, did anybody have any idea? Did he ever say anything about what he was trying to do on that? Not in the press conference. Yeah, I don't know if it came up. Um, okay. Well, it, it may not have, but uh, they replayed it twice, and uh, I thought, wow, he's really upset about something yeah. that the officials didn't call. Well, that's okay, guys. Yeah. You guys have a great day. Yeah, no, the Thank only you. thing I can think of was that he was upset on the hit on Isaiah Williams, 
Uh, well, that was, one that that yeah. didn't occur on that play, right? But there's yeah, every official. If you looked at the replay, every official was looking at something else, and I can only assume the referee behind the ball was was looking at at something else. Nobody, no official saw that hit. I'm yeah. I'm convinced because yeah. it. Uh, he went into him high. I don't. I'm not saying he was targeting, but he, you know, he was going to plant him. I think. Right. But anyway. Well, they surely saw yeah. it. I mean, it was. Yeah. It happened right where the ball was. So I mean, you know, uh, he handed off to uh, Chase and and faked right. it to Isaiah, and Isaiah got hit hard. Hmm. But uh, the yes. the field goal you're talking about it was fourth and three on the uh, uh, on the 19 yard line. Right. So they right. it would have five yard penalty would have given Illinois a first down, but I I have no idea that you know what happened there. I, I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. All right. Well, for next day's paper. There you you go. guys have a good day. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks RW. Appreciate it. 217-356-9397 is our number 946 Monday morning quarterbacking here presented by our friends at uh, Berkey's. And let's go back to the phones. Jerry, how you doing, Jerry? Uh, good. We were at the game, and before Sitkowski got the fumble, I told everybody, I said, well, we're going to call Chase Brown, having run toward the center, and then go to field goal. And I have to really question that call with Sitkowski in that particular situation, as well as the rollout pass that he threw and. The only person there, basically, that could catch the ball was the Iowa player. So yeah, it was really a bad I pass. I mean, that's that's the only really horrible pass that he threw in the game. Yeah. You know, he he hit over half his passes, well over half, and right. I, I thought he was okay most of the time on the short pass. By the way, Illinois didn't try any long passes, did they? They evidently didn't think they could get enough time. Mm-hmm. But the, the pass well, was. But the, but I can't. I how can you? You know, the the quarterback draw on that play that he fumbled was a had worked before, so mm-hmm. it seemed like a logical thing. You not you don't expect a fumble when you got no handoff. It's just one guy's going to handle it, and that's it. Other than the fact that that's not the guy that's usually used to handling the ball on a run. That's right. That would be, yeah. I mean, I just I just thought that was not not the call even before the play started. So anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm sure he'll get asked about that, or somebody will. But yeah, but it was a great win, and I can't stand Iowa. So, and we had some Iowa fans by us. It was fun to see them leave with their tails between their legs. So. <laughs> That's right. Hey, thank you, Jerry. Okay. Good yeah. to hear from you. Nine forty-eight at DWS. Again, our show today brought to you by Berkey's. Jeff, up next. Hey, Jeff. Hey, good morning, guys. I'll be kind of quick here. Uh, I think what Jerry just said about seeing Iowa fans with their tail between their legs is be incredibly satisfying. And uh, the one that called uh, the other uh, few moments ago, I think, can take a flying leap myself because we've had enough of those calls go against us over the years, and I'm not going to take up time by reciting them. I just think that beating Iowa is one of the more satisfying wins we can have in either sport, basketball or football. And this is one that I'm going to savor for a long time. What I called to say uh, was uh, Lauren uh, was talking about Ryan Walters a little while ago and saying how Missouri was pretty indifferent when he left. Mm-hmm. Um, I was told that, yes. 
I have read that. Uh, the Post-Dispatch was saying that, too. Um, they basically said that uh, Drinkwitz um, basically was said, well, he saved me the trouble of firing him because I wasn't very happy with him. And then when you see Drinkwitz hire a clown who had been uh, last been an NFL coordinator, who had been fired, I believe, a year before Missouri hired him, and see their defense just fall apart, basically, and watch ours take off. I mean, uh, that's just, I'm thoroughly unimpressed by Drinkwitz myself, and uh, I think that this is one of the big reasons why, and it's not something that uh, the uh, Missouri press, as far as I read them, which is not a great deal, but Mm. they don't really seem to say very much about it. And um, I think that, uh, I I think that it's been a a huge factor in, Mm -hmm are being as good as we are. I think that the coaching that these guys are doing is fantastic because they're not taking, they're not getting the four and five star recruits that Alabama, Ohio state, even Michigan are, but they're getting the most out of them. And one final question I'll leave you guys with is, uh, are we going to see anything of, uh, of Bryce Barnes if we're not, um, you know, with a, if they need a few uh, extra guys to help out in on the defensive line. Well, Bryce Bryce Barnes uh, played yesterday, and as a backup. Now Newton played sixty-one uh, plays, and and uh, you know Randolph played forty-eight. So Barnes must have come in for for Randolph on on uh, a number of occasions mm-hmm. in that game in that game Saturday. So Barnes okay. is playing, and and he'll be a guy next year that they'll be counting on counting particularly on. if yeah. one of those guys turns pro or if both of them do yeah yep. i can't uh, i can't be happy enough for him and Aiden Loffery from uh, gcms which yeah. is where i grew up that's your alma mater yeah. right yeah well he's he's yeah. grown into a, a really tough yeah. defensive tackle and i think he's going to play mm-hmm. some more this year mm-hmm. obviously well well good for him yeah. thanks right. guys yeah. thanks jeff you get a break here. Bye-bye. Back with more in a moment here on a Monday morning quarterback show presented by our friends at Berkey's, your local Kubota, de- Kubota dealer. Coach, what a ball game. <laughs> wow. We, uh, we call it rock'em, sock'em robots, slobber, oh, knocker, whatever you want to define it. I... <sighs> That's an amazing game. Yeah, I'll I tell mean, you, a lot of resilience. Uh, you know, had so many guys step up. Obviously, before the game even started, Caleb couldn't go as a kicker, so it's Fabrizio and, and uh, Will hop in there and, and do an unbelievable job in a kicking game. And then, uh, obviously, Tommy goes down. I know Darkangelo. Taz went down. I think we had four starters go down, and our guys just continue to keep, keep pressing forward. And it was an unbelievably complimentary, good football team win. Uh, I, I just couldn't be more proud of our guys. Well, then there's a reversal of all reversals. I mean, usually, uh-huh. you, you know, usually you get a, well, that was a catch, that wasn't a catch, that was a touch. I mean, that was the whole ball game. That call. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's one or the other. That's why we have replay, right? Yeah. So it's uh, it's it's why it's there. I'm glad it kind of went our way. And obviously, you know, there was a couple that went up there to the replay that didn't go our way. Um, I know we lost Isaiah Williams with concussion on what I thought was a clear targeting out on the field, but they didn't take it that way either. So game could have been one right there too. Who knows? You know. Uh, but yeah. uh, I couldn't say uh, enough about just uh, well, first Iowa. You know, great competitor and. Uh, we knew going this game is the first time we'd been able to hopefully have a chance to beat them since 2008, but uh, this is the first time since 1989, right? Mm-hmm. My freshman year of college, a long time ago, that we beat both Wisconsin and Iowa in the same year. So, so we're, we're caught. 
Facer Law Office invites you to attend their free seminar, The Seven Secrets You Need to Know to Protect Your Home, Assets, and Family in Perilous Times. Join Thorpe Facer and the Facer Law Office at the iHotel and Conference Center Wednesday, October 12th at 1.30. Reserve your space by calling Facer Law Office at 217-337-1111. All right, a couple minutes to go here before the top. Steve's with us. Hey, Steve. Hey, guys. Um, that previous caller who was wondering what happened with uh, why Bielema was so mad on that second field goal with the referees. Yeah. Uh, the, the reason he was so upset was he felt like one of the Iowa defenders launched himself. You're not allowed to jump off of uh, the long snapper or the snapper. And one of the guys on Iowa's team got extremely high, higher than you can actually jump. And I, that's what he was upset about because that would have given us a, a first down and, and a you know, chance to keep the drive alive. But uh, hmm. that's what he was upset about was that launching um, of that uh, Iowa defender. Well, thank you. That's, yeah. that's good okay. information because we didn't catch that. Yeah, and then the previous, there's a texture that talked about the wide receiver screen. Um, but Isaiah Williams, that's what he fumbled on. Uh, his third fumble mm-hmm. was we threw out a wide receiver screen to the left to him, and he turned and got that, that Iowa DB popped him with his head right right where the ball was, knocked that loose for that fumble. So, And, and those wide receiver screens, they – they, they are effective plays, but the defense has to respect the long ball. Um, if they're, you know, not uh, playing you real deep, those wide receiver screens are very tough to, to get some yards on. So we're just going to have to complete some downfield passes, and uh, that will open up the, those wide receiver screens and get some guys some more room to run. Uh, yep. But I think next week <clears throat> with Minnesota – we're going to be wounded. Um, I hope DeVito's back, but I'll be really surprised if he plays. But hopefully with a week uh, um, of reps for Art Sikowski, and he can just limit the turnovers. He just has a tendency to, to really um, uh, eye his receivers and kind of stare them down. And, you know, that's how that DB, he just read Art's eyes. He just locked on to Bryant on that interception on the goal line and so if he can just limit the turnovers i feel like art could do a good job but oh man if we can just get by this game with the bye week to get healthy and then you got nebraska and uh, michigan state which are both very beatable teams we'd be sitting very very good to to win this big 10 west so uh we just got to squeak this one by somehow some way so Hopefully our our defense can continue to hold them and offense do just enough to, to win the game here for us. All right. Hey, thank you, Steve. Hey, pre- thank pre- you, guys. Appreciate you. Got to get to the news here at WDWS Champaign-Urbana. It's the second hour of A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS. You can join in on the phone via text or online. Our phone number is 217-356-9397 or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357 or send an email to talk at wdws.com. Now, here again, Brian Barnhart. 
On a penny for your thoughts, our Monday morning quarterback show today is we a lot of football talk, of course, with Illinois now 5-1. and one. Got some stats to throw your way on this Illini team, tied for first in the Big Ten West. Minnesota coming in 11 o'clock on Saturday for a homecoming. Your thoughts welcome, either by phone, email, or text, 217-356-9397. Text line at 217-351-5357. And you can email us, talk at WDWS.com. Our show today brought to you by Berkey's Farm Store, your hometown Kubota dealer. Visit Berkey's at 2202 South High Cross Road in Urbana. Also a reminder, the Facer Law Office invites you to attend their free seminar, Seven Secrets You Need to Know to Protect Your Home Assets in Family and Perilous Times. Join Thorpe Facer and the Facer Law Office. The iHotel and Conference Center, Wednesday, October 12 at 1.30. Reserve your space. Call the Facer Law Office, 217-337-1111. All right, Line I, 5-1. They're 24th, by the way, in the latest poll, AP. Yeah. First time ranked in 11 years. That was back... When Ron Zook was the coach, uh, the beat Iowa nine to six. Fabrizio Pinton, three field goals. He has been named the Big Ten Special Teams Player of the Week for his three field goals and co-freshman of the week. No kidding. in the Big Ten. <laughs> oh no! And nobody had heard of him and before. No, no that's last right. Last week, Air Force, and and he didn't kick for Air Force. By the way, he transferred from Air Force. From Air Force, but uh, he he was not the kicker there. He, he, he was quoted in this. He says, I just wanted to put the ball through the yellow things for my team. <laughs> Those two yellow things sticking up, right? Well, there, there, none of them were long kicks. The longest was, what, 36, 37, 37 something like yeah. that. Yep. And uh, those are those are makeable, and, and he's been making them in practice, but it's different making them in the game. By the way, the CBS sports poll, they have a poll as well for the teams. Illinois is number 20. In that one, now it's not That's as good. not as cited as often. And but you're it's... you're going to be there as long as you keep winning. If mm-hmm. you don't win Saturday, you're going to be out. Maybe out again. <laughs> That's right. So you got to win. Got to find some way to to handle this Minnesota team. And last year they really did it. The defense mm-hmm. was coming along last year. Mm-hmm. We just didn't realize that it was going to get better. But you remember they they held uh, Minnesota scoreless for three quarters, and Minnesota got one touchdown toward the end of the game, and that was it. 14-6 to six game. Uh, by the way, don't overlook uh, the job of the punter. You Robertson had yeah, he, his best game of the year. He had a coffin corner. He did. And he had one that died on the two. I mean, that, that's. I thought that we broke even punting-wise except for one thing, the fumbled kick. The fumbled kick. You can't, yeah. you can't, you know, Williams had, that ball I think hit his face guard, didn't it? I think so. I, I think, mm-hmm. I, I, and you just can't. I mean, the only thing that made, last year we had Navarro back there. The only thing that mattered was catch the ball. Mm-hmm. You're not going to run very far with it usually anyway. And I know that uh, I I know that the new idea is to try to catch the ball and run with it, and that's fine. Except uh, fair catches are, are I, I'm I'm supporting fair catches because I, I I just want the guy to concentrate on catching and nothing else. Because if you catch the ball, I don't want it to hit the ground because it'll bounce 15 yeah. yards, and then you, you know, that's a first down. And I know they practice it all the time, but as you and I, if you try to ever catch a punt, oh, it's him. It is really difficult to do. It really you hard. really hurt yourself if oh, you're if you don't know what you're doing. It's yeah, it, it's hard to judge it. It's not. It's, it's so much harder than a fly ball. And not just catching it, but having guys running at you as you're trying to catch it. Oh man, big guys running at you. So it's it's not. And Isaiah's not the biggest guy in the world either. So, but if you if you can recover fumbles that deep, two of them, and only get three points, 
Hmm. It just showed, I mean, Illinois, Illinois failures to score were based on drives that got down there. Iowa didn't drive to get down there. They just recovered the ball down there and still only got one, only got three points out of it. Chase Brown, 100 more yards now in seven straight games. That's a school record. He leads the country with 879 yards. Seth Coleman with four quarterback hurries. Uh, in addition to all that he did back there, they line out with five sacks. And interceptions now for the defense in nine straight games going back to last year. The only team in the country that's not allowed a touchdown at home. And as Brett Bielema mentioned, beating Iowa and Wisconsin in the same year since 1989. First time that's happened. Three straight wins against Big Ten and West opponents for the first time since they went to that East-West format uh, eight years ago. And they've held five straight opponents under 100 yards rushing uh, here the defense. All right, 10-13. By the way, you mentioned Coleman. He had the second highest rating by any Illinois player in that game, hmm. and the you, the highest rating was Bailey, who who only played uh, fifteen plays, freshman. But I had a pick. But Akis, yeah, he did. Hmm. Was the ball was thrown right to him? Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> it the was pressure, deflected, yeah. and that's fine. Uh, Akis had fifty-two uh, plays in this game. Hmm. He's playing a lot. He's Number really seventeen. Good. He's he is a factor already. Hmm. Freshman. Number seventeen. He's good. Ten thirteen. Uh, Herb joins us. Hi, Herb. Hi, Brian. How are you this morning? Good morning. Doing well. Oh, yeah. Beautiful morning, too. Uh, I was going to comment on that fumble. Uh, my genie has the capability of doing stop action. And I went through it two or three times. I agree 100% with Lauren. Yeah. The one, one click on the stop action, uh, his elbow was on the ground, the ball was set, the next one, the ball was moving. That's yeah. a, mm-hmm. Well, it was, it was really second. close. Yeah. I, my only concern was, <laughs> I know it's kind of silly to think that uh, that they had the same technology on the film, you know, on the field. I didn't, I didn't know mm-hmm. what what they have out there. Yeah. Well, the only thing that saves you in that case is stop action. Because you have to stop it the first instant that his elbows on the ground, because if you just look at it with a human eye, you can't tell. Mm-hmm. Well, even slow motion wouldn't do it. You really do have to stop. That's right. I watch it in slow motion, and that isn't good enough. You just got to stop it right on that spot. Yeah. Yeah. I I got a quick question about the Grange, if you don't mind, Brian. Mm -hmm. It's been a long time since I've been to a tailgate, and you made a comment. I didn't remember that they had food vendors in the Grange. In the Grange Grove? Yes. There are vendors there, too, besides the... Besides the tailgaters, I don't know if there are any trucks like inside selling things. Not that I know well, that's of. Why I mean, I, I thought I heard somebody make no. a comment about. It. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of food in there because people are bringing in their food. Yeah, but um, well, I don't, I don't know. I my company used to have tailgates and and I would go to them, but I, uh, I didn't remember. Yeah, I don't know anybody in there anymore. So I was wondering if there were. Uh, food mm. vendors inside that. Yeah, in that I'll have to look closer. I I haven't noticed that, but I could be wrong. Uh, okay. But but I, yeah, but there's a lot of food in there. <laughs> People oh, are yeah. in a lot of great smells. So okay. Oh, yeah. Uh huh. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Herb. Ten sixteen. All right. Let me get to some texts here because we got a lot of those that have come in, and I want to make sure I get to everybody here. Uh, what was the attendance of the game? Forty four thousand is what they said. Now, some people have told me they thought it was bigger than that, but 
It was certainly loud. I think what happened is that we've been having about 10,000 more. We, we're announcing about 10,000 more than, than are actually attending. I think the, uh, those people attended this one. I mean, people with tickets. I bet you there weren't 10,000 that didn't show up for this one. Right. And there have been those numbers uh, in, in a lot of those cases. So this was 44,000 is what they listed uh, for the tickets. Uh, you say that everyone stepped up, but there's a big drop-off or a huge distance between the starting quarterback and the backup. Um, and I cannot fathom why the best running back in the country was not used at the goal line. Uh, we talked about that a little bit, talking about the sequence of plays to before the fumble. Yeah, well, so. yeah, well, we ran we ran him on the on the fourth and one at uh, in Indiana, and, and he got stuffed. So then people were calling in. Well, why do we run him in there? Because everybody knew he was coming, and, and it's exactly the same situation. It was second and four, and uh, second and three and a half, four. So uh, yeah, I'd run him, but I mean, I, I, my theory is this, and I, and I'll stick with it forever. I want to do what they least expect. Mm-hmm. I always want to do what they least. I don't care what it is. Do what they least expect because they are setting their defense on what they expect. If they put enough people in the middle of that line, Chase Brown's not going to be able to run there. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just all there is to it. I mean, we see that they he got hit behind the line in this game yesterday, uh, Saturday. Uh, good morning. With a team playing as well as they are, you would think that an Iowa home game would sell out. I hope that fans show up and enter the stadium for this game against Minnesota. We need every voice and cheer. Well, it, it is, is homecoming. It is homecoming. It'll bring more. So that kind of and it is more. 11 o'clock. Well, do you think you get more 11 o'clock than at 630? It depends on where they're coming from, I guess. Yeah. You know, I yeah. Mean, if we take it for granted because we can get to the game in 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. But if you're coming from Chicago, that's a big commitment. Yeah. Or even yeah. Springfield. Or I mean, Springfield. Yeah, yeah or, it's, it's still a... Or Peoria, the Quad Cities, or whatever. So, uh, Tell the Iowa fan to get over it. <laughs> He's talking about the, the uh, overrule of the um, video. Uh, can you guys explain the three personal fouls on one play? Remember well, that was, I, don't was... know what the, I don't know what the assistant coach for Iowa did, but he was mm-hmm. the third one. Well, we were trying to figure out if there were offsetting and then there was a third one, why wouldn't there have been... Some yardage attached to that. There's a rule that I don't know, and I guess if you had five penalties and two on one and three on the other, they don't count. Oh. They just they, they offset. Okay. Apparently, hmm. because we had two on Iowa and one on Illinois, and they they offset. They didn't they didn't they didn't walk off either one. Another text says it was the forearm that hit before the elbow, right? That is why the fumble was reversed. Iowa did not have a touchdown called back from a penalty. Well, no, the, the forearm and elbow hit at the same time. Yeah, they were, they were flat almost. Yeah. 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 And somebody pointed, somebody asked that Iowa pointed they thought Iowa had a touchdown called back from a penalty. This listener says they did not. So I, well, don't, I'm, I don't know what I don't, he's talking about. Yeah, I don't there. remember that. Uh, they had a big play called back. I don't think it was a touchdown. Well, that sure. r- a quarterback run. Yeah. By the way, they almost tackled him in the backfield. Mm-hmm. He, he had just escaped. And I tried to see who that was, and I, I don't know who. It looked like one of the uh, one of the ends got in, the defensive ends got in, and made a took a shot at him. And when he busted up the middle, he was wide open, but they had a penalty on it. Just now tuning in after the game, I heard Brian give all the Iowa names that had the ball at the end of the game before they lost it out of bounds. This was this all the scrambling at the end of the game. Yeah, but wasn't the game Seth. over before the last couple of players because they had fumbled the ball? No, not because they fumbled it. You can run with the fumbles, but I think, and I'm not sure. I think one of those pass, they had seven laterals supposedly, mm. but the, one of the early ones looked to me to be forward. 
Yeah. But well, I'm not sure it was. And the other thing that I, I saw, and I, I even the TV guys, uh, Corey Provers was doing the TV, the one on the west sideline, the guy I think was out of bounds. They threw it over there. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, and he was yeah. clear. I thought he's out of bounds. Right on the edge. And I yeah. think I even said on the air, I think he's out of bounds. But then they kept going. Yeah. And then eventually the other guy threw it if, out of bounds. If that play hadn't meant anything, they'd have had to go back and look at yeah. it. But for a minute there, when they threw it back to the east side, I thought, oh, my goodness, it's Stanford Cal. You know, it's all over again. Cause <laughs> well, the band wasn't out there. Was it? <laughs> no, the band was not out there. Uh, can you talk about the crowd noise? Listening to the radio, it sounded loud the entire game. It was amazing. It was, it was, it was strong. Yeah. Stronger than we've heard. Mm-hmm. The east side lower balcony was packed. The upper deck was half full. The, the mm. four sections to the left were, were pretty well attended, but the, 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 especially the two on the far right mm. were empty. In the upper deck. In the upper yeah, deck. in the upper yeah. deck. Uh, all right, and one last one here, and I've got to get a break in. It was refreshing to get caught in game day traffic. Over the last <laughs> several years, almost never has everyone left at the end of the game. It was close to midnight before I got home. Yeah, no, it was good. Yeah, I went and, uh, to the press I, conference. I ran into traffic, and I'm yeah. there pretty late. So. Yeah, me too. I went to the press conference and came out late and still uh, in traffic. All right, let me get a break in. 1021, we're brought to you by Berkey's today, your local hometown Kubota dealer. Back after this. Second and six from the Iowa 30, 515 and counting here in the fourth quarter. Sitkowski, underhanded pitch to Reggie Love. Cuts back to the right. Nice cutback. Still on his feet to the outside. 25, 20, and down at the 19. What a first down, Illinois. All right, back on a penny for your thoughts. 217-356-9397 is our number. Text line 217 217- Three five one five three five seven, and you can email us talk at wdws.com all right uh real quick i want to mention Busey here Busey bank national get smart about credit day is coming up october 21 uh, know what you're getting yourself into read fine print on credit applications get your free credit report you can review that at least once a year to ensure the information accurately reflects your spending habits and accounts make timely payments no matter your balance it's always best interest to pay at least the minimum, and more if you can. Find the right credit card for you. Avoid the danger zone. If you find yourself making the minimum payment on credit cards for more than two months in a row, you're showing the first signs of credit trouble, they say. And shop secure. Ensure that you use trusted sites. Busey professionals want to help you preserve and protect your credit using their years of experience and helpful tools. 1-800-67-BUSEY. National Get Smart About Credit Day, October 21. All right, a couple of things uh, people have pointed out, and um, Herb was on to something. See, I get to our tent and our broadcast tent, and I don't range or roam around a lot Grange Grove. There are trucks in there, apparently. Mm-hmm. Three, food vendors, about that. three food vendors and Kona Ice, I'm told. Okay. So there you had a couple of, truck, a couple of uh, trucks in there anyway. Another text says, yes, food trucks have moved from First Street to inside on the south side of Grange Grove. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, that's... Uh, I didn't want to guess on that, but I just had not physically seen them myself, but that doesn't mean they weren't there. So, um, Yes, Lovey recruited many of these kids. Same thing happened in 05 when Bruce won with Bill's recruits. You still have to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Scott pointed out, somebody pointed out, I think Matt Stevens mentioned uh, with the Illini guys, the last time Illinois was ranked, and they are ranked this week at 24, was 2011. The highest-rated Big Ten team that year was Wisconsin. 
Coached by. And they were ranked fourth, I think, and they were coached by <laughs> Brett Bielema at the time. How about that? And they went to the Rose Bowl that year. So He has a knack for coaching, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. <laughs> Although uh, Arkansas would argue with that. I mean, that's okay. Well, but he still won more than he lost down sure he there. Did. But he just couldn't yeah. win enough. Yeah. In that uh, play Auburn and Alabama all the time, that gets to be a problem. All right, 10-28. Marty's with us. How you doing, Marty? Morning, Brian. Morning, Lauren. How you guys doing today? Good. What's up? couple observations. Great game. and Thank God it was so I could watch it more than I watched the Cardinal game. So it helped me out a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because um, that was painful. A um, couple observations. Uh, I hope DeVito's back. Sitkowski's okay, but he's a little more prone to mistakes. And this is a linchpin game for them, um, given the schedule. Uh, however, Minnesota's had two weeks to prepare. They're coming off a, a home loss to Purdue. One of the reasons they lost to Purdue was that their stud running back missed the game. And uh, but he was dressed out. He was a game time decision. That means he's going to be back this game. And their RPO, their run pass option game, is much much better when he's there because he's a, he's a bruising, hard nosed runner that you got to pay attention to. So this is going to challenge that front a little bit this week. I think they're up to it, but that's going to be key to the game is how they can keep Minnesota's running game in, under control. So uh, hope they do well. Yeah. No, those those are good points. I think they they've got a great back. We've got a great back. Their quarterbacks. I wonder what their tight ends like. Did you know that on two occasions when Laporta was so wide open, he ran out and actually knocked the defender down hmm. twice. He knocks the first one, the long the long pass where he was wide open on the left side. I ran it back. He runs out. He runs right into Smith. Knocks him down and goes out and catches the ball, mm-hmm. and I I'm not saying it was interference. I don't. I mean they just ran into each other, and he's so big and strong. He, he yeah. did this twice. Minnesota has a good tight end too, by the way. Okay, Minnesota's got a decent. Purdue has a great one. So yeah. we're gonna have you know Brown better be ready to cover some tight ends over the next few games. But anyway, all right. Game this, I hope everybody shows up. Thank you, Marty. Bye-bye. Good to hear from you. 10.30 at DWS on a Penny for Your Thoughts here, our Monday morning quarterback show. Uh, Marty mentioned the Cardinals. Cardinals out Yep. in two out games. In Ran into some really good pitching by the Phillies. Yeah. The Cardinals yeah. did not hit the last month. No. You know, uh, Goldschmidt didn't hit a home run after September the 7th. That's a month ago. And uh, Arenado was, uh, hit, was hitting, was, was iffy. And the, really the only one that hit down the stretch was Pujols. And I don't. The Cardinals have had to reshape this team, and and they've got to find a catcher, and they've got several other things that got to evolve. They, I, it's amazing you, you, for that team to be twenty five games over five hundred. I thought mm-hmm. baseball is such a rhythmic sport when you're winning and losing. There's yeah. an up and a down, streaky, and, and you just have to be. I and there was they had a great August. There's no doubt. Whatever mm-hmm. they were twenty out yeah. of whatever it was. Yeah. But I kept this nagging in the back of my mind is, oh, hey, it's a short series coming up, mm-hmm. and are you going to be playing that well when it gets to October? And they weren't. Well, and, here's my concern with starting pitching. I thought well, they have no ace, and they couldn't have gotten better pitching from their two starters. They couldn't have gotten better pitching. <laughs> couldn't you hit. know, they had a shutout in the first game going into the ninth inning. Mm-hmm. Couldn't uh, couldn't score. Uh, they, by the way, so the Padres advanced. They took care of the Mets, who yep. had won. Mets had won 101 games, by the way. Yeah, they had six and nothing Padres last night. Padres took them out. 
Uh, the Astros, of course, are in uh, division winner. They won 106. Incidentally, so. the Padres have been hitting the ball pretty good lately, and it isn't Soto doing it. Soto's, you know, they paid all that money to get Soto, but mm-hmm. he's had. I, I'm not here again. I'd have to look it up, but I, I don't think he's hitting around 240 for the season. So the Mets won 101, they're out. Astros won 106, they're in still. Dodgers won 111. The Braves won 101. The Yankees won 99. So those are all really – you win 100 games. It, that's uh, that's really yeah. doing something. All right, Scott's with us. Good morning, Scott. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Good. What's up? I uh, wanted to say that Saturday my son and I were at the Cardinal game. And, of course, <laughs> that wasn't the greatest. But uh, between innings, my son says – Use your YouTube uh, TV app on the phone. Let's pull up Illinois. We started pulling up Illinois during the uh, uh, breaks between innings, and a whole bunch of people started going, hey, what's Illinois doing? And it got to the point where Illinois was a hell of a lot more interesting than the uh, than the game. <laughs> <laughs> than the Cardinal game, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so you had a lot of Illini fans in the seats around us that were more interested in what Illinois was doing versus what uh, the Cardinals were doing or not doing at that point in time. Well, that's fantastic. Technology's amazing, isn't it? Oh, I loved it. I was just hoping my battery was going to hold out long enough to see the end of it. (laughs) Well, very good, Scott. Thanks for that update. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. 1033 Monday Morning Quarterback presented by Berkey's. We go to Lloyd. Good morning, yeah, Lloyd. I, good morning. I got a couple comments. Is there a reason why we can't have the uh, baseball scores on the scoreboard? I noticed, you know, I was trying to get it on my phone. I couldn't get all reception all the time. I was wanting to know the score of the Cardinal games and other games. And they never did put it up there unless I missed it. Hmm. Is there a reason for that? I don't know. You're talking about the big scoreboard at the football stadium. Yeah, the big yeah. scoreboard or the banner, where the you know the banner streams across the the balconies and everything. Yeah. Maybe nobody thought about it. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think they would be able to do that, but well, I think I, it's pretty interesting because people are concerned, especially when the Cardinals were playing. They would want to know what the Cardinals were doing. And, sure. And, and everything. So. Well, maybe those operators were Cub fans. <laughs> I got a couple other comments. Cardinals had a losing record against uh, teams with a winning winning team with a winning record. So they were below 500 against teams that had a winning record. And the other thing, I don't know if Lauren caught it. Of course, I'm a diehard Dodger fan. Uh, Freddie Freeman lost the uh, batting title by one point. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah, he blew Did out the center field on the last. Had two hits in the yeah. third time. If he'd have got to hit the, the next one, would have put him over. Yeah. Did you know the Met Met player that, that won it sat out that game? Well, did he really? Yeah. Well, yes. A lot of people sat yeah. out at the end of the was season. It, was it Ted Williams that refused to sit out the <laughs> well, last, yeah. you know, yeah. in a doubleheader, <laughs> I think? Kind of wound up hitting 406. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of ironic that he sits there in contention and then he sits out and then he wins the batting title by one point. Yeah. So hmm. that's fine. Yeah. You know, yeah, but, but a lot of guys were being rested at that point. In the, I mean, the, if yeah. you're in the playoffs – a lot of guys were right. being being rested. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't want to. I don't know what his uh, motive was, and I and maybe right. the manager's well, decision anyway. Yeah, right. But the, Freddie Freeman didn't rest. I mean, you know, he didn't rest till they, he hadn't missed a game until they wrapped up the. Uh, well, the, look, they they weren't playing immediately either. They he, right. Freddie Freeman's going to get another three days for sure. <laughs> That's a big It'll difference be between if you're going to be playing immediately. Right. Yeah. 
I will say this: Dodger hitters are not hitting, and uh, San Diego is going to be a tough out with with uh, they're starting to hit the ball pretty yeah. good. Their defense yeah. is really good. It's all about it. Even in the playoffs, it's all about who you play and when you play them. Yeah, I mean, and, and and what your pitching rotation might be, how much you use your pitchers, and if you right. use your pitchers for three days, how does it right. stack up for the next series? And, right. and I don't know that; I just know it's a consideration. Right. Yeah. And the Dodgers, you know, they lost Bueller and Dustin May. They don't know if he's going to pitch. He's only pitched two or three games, so I mean, there's two of your main starters with Urias and Kershaw and. Uh, mm-hmm. Goslin's been hurt. I mean, they, all their pitchers have been hurt at one time or another. So it's amazing that they won as many games as they yeah, did. Absolutely. Well, they won a lot. Yeah, 100, if you 111. Could on their scoreboard thing, I'd be interested. To see okay. That. Yeah, I, my guess is either they just—I I don't think the technology would prohibit them from doing it. It's, they put oh no, they, they, they put it. football scores up there all the time. So. Yeah, I, I don't think anybody thought about it. Yeah. Or they were Cub fans, as Lauren said. So. <laughs> good, good point, Lauren. Okay. Have a great day, All right, thanks. thanks. Thank you. <laughs> 10.37. By the way, the Cub fans were gloating quite a bit. I saw, I saw Dave, because the Cardinals uh, lost? Dave Kaplan up in uh, Chicago put out a tweet. Oh, did he? Especially after the first game. He, oh, he hates like, the Cardinals. He hates the Cardinals. Yeah. yeah. He was like, what happened to the Cardinals? <laughs> and so, anyway, back in a moment. Hey, Illini family, it's Brett Bielma. We're celebrating homecoming this Saturday against Minnesota. And Illini game day coverage is right here on DWS. Petrus in the gun. Here comes that Illini rush. They're on him. They got it. They sack him. Back at the 34-yard line. Block moving. 29 seconds left. One of five sacks on the day. 11 tackles for loss. Again, Lauren and I were talking. Iowa had 30 rushing attempts for 52 yards. That's really good. You know, Chattanooga had what two yards rushing against Illinois. Wisconsin had two. Wisconsin had two. Maybe I've got that wrong. Chattanooga didn't get many, and uh, I just find that you know amazing what they're doing defensively uh, in the line. You just can't run on. I don't care how good Ibrahim is, and he is really good. Mm-hmm. But if, if 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 the Illinois defensive linemen stack up the offensive blockers, there's no place to go. It hey, Wisconsin's got a good running back. There's they're not shy of, of oh yeah Braylon top. Allen yeah yeah and sure. he's terrific sure and he couldn't get to pass the line of scrimmage. That, that's that's the key. I, to me, the ability to to stack up the line just screws up everything for the other team. It forces them into a passing situation that they don't want to do. And, you know, Minnesota wants to run the football, and they want to run the football against Illinois, and, and they can't do it if the, if the blockers don't block. They, they lose four. They're starting five from last year, and these guys last year were really good. They had a first-teamer, a second-teamer, and a third-team all-Big Ten player out of their offensive line last year. Mm-hmm. And they, now they've got a, they've got a guy from Michigan at right guard and a guy from Notre Dame at right tackle. Two transfers in there moved right in and are starting for Minnesota. And maybe they're really good, but they weren't good enough to start for Notre Dame and Michigan. Well, and the teams they beat, they just destroyed. Well, I mean, they were they were not even challenged. Yeah, and they caught Colorado right. when they were really you know, really bad. And New, New Mexico State, I think, yeah, or one yeah, of the yeah. And uh, and then what, they, they only you know you can say well. It was a strange game against uh, Purdue because Purdue did more on the ground than they did passing in that game. Mm-hmm. Amazing. I mean, they ran the ball against Minnesota. They had to throw it against Maryland, uh-huh. and they won by two points. Well, that was, a, yeah. And did you see the last call? Yeah. 
Isn't that a terrible call? I mean, ineligible I'm, receiver. I'm not, ineligible. Here, the ball is snapped. The guy is running all the way to the right side of the, and he throws the ball to a guy in the right corner, and way back over here on the left side, yep. way back in the middle of the field, a blocker is blocking a guy and takes too many steps into down, the end zone. Into the end zone, yeah. and, and it's called. Uh, uh, and it was it was a, pro, a proper call, but I'm thinking it had nothing to do with the play if the guy had just stopped. If you could have taken one less step. You had two former Illini assistants going head-to-head in that game, by the way. Mike Loxley, mm-hmm. Jeff Brom. Yeah. Playing against exactly. each other. Yeah, two both. guys that worked for Zook yeah. when they were here. Both quarterback so guys. That, by the way, I checked the FightingIllini.com. I just went to their website. I was looking something else up. And I see Illinois against Minnesota, Saturday, October 15. Get tickets. Two tickets for $79. Two for $79. Two for 79 Okay. I'm looking at that, so you might check that out. Mm-hmm. On uh, I don't know where they are exactly, but it just says two tickets for $79. So might check that out as far as Illinois and Minnesota this Saturday. Uh, if you watch the highlights video, there's a view from behind the goalpost that shows an Iowa player way up in the air off another player's back trying to block one of the kicks. Is that right? That should have been a penalty. That's what yeah, the that's one caller what he was, was complaining about, huh? Um, I thought we would go bowling this year, a listener says. However, I never thought that in year two of Brett Bielema that the Big Ten West would run through Champaign-Urbana. Let's go get it, boys. Well, everything is in front of Illinois, all the teams head-to-head, because they're tied with Nebraska. They're tied with Purdue at 2-1, and one, and Minnesota's right Purdue's there, too. Purdue's a dangerous one. It is and dangerous. And I keep saying this because they don't play Ohio State and Michigan. Illinois plays Michigan. That's going to be a really tough game. Illinois will be an underdog in that. 10.45 on a penny for your thoughts, brought to you by Berkey's today, our Monday morning quarterback show. Ed from Newton weighs in, says officials are instructed that unless it's obvious, they will let a fumble return be completed and let replay sort it out. Mm-hmm. Since it that's wasn't exactly obvious, that's right. why the fumble return wasn't blown dead. That's what you should yeah. do. Mm-hmm. Let the play continue. Uh, good morning, Brian and Lord. Congrats to the Illini and our coach of the year, Brett Bielema. He might get some votes oh, well, for that. He's I, gonna, yeah. It might be hands down. Mm-hmm. Uh, five and one, the Illini are great to send the Iowa fans home with a great big L. Uh, yes, uh, let's see here. There were three. We got the food vendors question in. Okay. Uh, hey, Lauren and Brian, your comparisons to the vibe we're feeling and the football we're seeing to the early '80s? Question mark. Charismatic coach, jump started a flat program. Prospective player interest. Scott in St. Charles says. You talking about Mike White? About Mike and, White early, yeah, early. And, yeah, he turned the Moeller program around pretty fast with those quarterbacks and those players from California, those transfers. Another text says, Hi, guys. Illini would have lost the game without today's replay technology. That's right. I think that's right. We lost the Michigan game that way Yeah. 20 years ago, 22 years ago. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the phones again. T is with us. How you doing, T? Oh, I'm doing great. Um, I called on Saturday and I said that they was going to win 20-6. I was wrong on the 20 because DeVito got hurt, but if he wouldn't have got hurt, they would have scored the 20. I agree with you. Yeah. Well, you know, Matt Daniels in the paper picked it nine to eight. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't that far off. He was a safety off. <laughs> well, I think you're right though about Devito. I mean, Devito was moving him down the field. Um, yes. And that, that tempo offense was causing some problems too. I think. And I want to give a shout out to my uh, high school team, East St. Louis Flyers. The last three weeks, they won 55 to nothing, two weeks in a row. And then this past week, they won 80 to nothing. Oh, my mm. goodness. 
That's the one thing that bothers me about high school sports right now is there's so many lopsided Lopsided. games and and some of those lopsided losers are giving up the game. And then, you know, here we got two teams, Fisher and Urbana, not playing football this year, and we got other teams going to eight-man football. The game is changing right in front of our face. And some teams are staying, you know, Muhammad Seymour's going great. Monticello's still going strong. You know, St. Joe, Unity, they're still yeah. going strong. But look at the scores week to week. You see the 40 to nothing scores, and, the, and that's no good. Hey, I went to my I uh, went to my forty year high school reunion. Yeah, over the weekend where uh-huh. they had the tea, they had the game on the Unity game on the screen in the uh-huh. in the place. Yeah, and I walked in. It was twelve to nothing Unity, and like fifteen minutes later, it was like thirty to nothing. And then it just every time I turned on turned over to the TV, they were scoring. It it's was, awful easy for kids not to want to play football when they're getting routed, yeah. because and basketball you can play basketball and when it's over you're not hurt. But you can get hurt playing football, and and if you're not winning, it's no fun. <laughs> Anything else, T? One other thing. Yeah. Minnesota scored about nine points. That's it. No touchdowns. You're saying okay. nine, nine points. Three wow. field goals, huh? Yeah. Three field goals. There you That's go. all they can get. I like the way you're thinking there, T. Okay. Good stuff. Thank you. Thank you. Very good. Yeah, 1048. Let me get the action update here from Brent Musburger. Today is Columbus Day, by the way. The uh, banks and... Most of the there's no mail, I guess, uh, today. So that's a holiday. It's Canadian Thanksgiving Day, by the way. They do that. Columbus Day and Canadian yeah. Thanksgiving both. Yep, and it's also my mom's birthday. Okay, right, so happy birthday well, to my happy mom. Happy birthday, mom. Yeah, there say. you go. Ten forty nine. Back in a moment. Well, there's there's defense holding people, you know, when they're first and whatever goal, but. That defense was electric it, it, when they really when they really needed to be. It, it is absolutely right, just absolutely me. I think we're the only team. Uh, Brett told me walking down here that we're the entire nation. No one else in the country has never at this point has not given up a touchdown on their home field, right? Mm-hmm. And and just uh, the Ryan, the defensive coaches, the the defensive players, uh, they just kept you know getting put in tough situations. They're the best fire department I've ever seen, right? They just put out fire after fire after fire. And, really do a great job uh, in, the, in the biggest moments of adversity. All right, 10-53. Again, the Illini are in the poll here, the AP poll. Georgia's number one, Ohio State two, Alabama three. Alabama had a bit of a scare this weekend. Clemson four, Michigan five, Tennessee six, USC seven, Oklahoma State eight, Ole Miss nine, Penn State is ten at five and oh. UCLA 11, Oregon 12, TCU 13, Wake Forest, 14. They're 5-1. and one. Uh, NC State is 15. Mississippi State, 16. K-State, 17. Syracuse, 18. Kansas did lose over the weekend, mm-hmm. but they're still 19. Yep. Lost by a touchdown. Lost by a touchdown to TCU. Utah mm-hmm. is 20. Cincinnati, 21. Texas, 22. Kentucky is tied with Texas at 22. Got the same amount of votes. And Illinois is 24. And then James Madison, 25. James Madison's the team that beat Appalachian State, by the way, along I guess the way. Is this their first year in FBS? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah they must have moved up. Yeah. Uh, 10.56 for Vizio Pinson again, the special teams player of the week and co-freshman of the week in the Big Ten, the backup kicker. We were talking about uh, uh, the it defense. Was, it was a Virginia game where Illinois brought their starters in at the very at the very end of the game, and the starters wanted to come back, defensive starter, because Virginia had marched to the five-yard line, and they didn't want to give up a touchdown. Yeah. 
and uh, they they really marched down there against reserves. But when they got down there, the starters came back in to to keep that uh, no touchdowns at home thing alive. Uh, hi, a couple of texts here. Hi, Brian, talking about the Sitkowski interception. Why do you run to the weak side of the field when you got a bunch of people in that area? Uh, when uh, why did and did the, did the Iowa return guy on the punt call that fair catch late? Remember the interference on the he was trying to catch the punt. I think that's the uh, penalty that was offsetting along the way at that one, somebody said. Yeah. Uh, on that last play, I think the refs lost track of what was going on in the Iowa. Well, sure they did. In the scramble. Uh, have you discussed the low snaps on Saturday? Just curious if it was, if it was just me or was there a lot of them? Um, I saw a few, but I don't uh, don't know. Uh, Texter says, the kicker from Iowa is Dennis Stahl's great-nephew. Stevens, the kicker. From Champagne. Yeah. Okay. That's what they say. Uh, Laporta is a really big recruiting miss of an Illinois high school player. Hope this is his last year. Yeah, he was out of Highland. Boy, he is really good. Man, like, really, really good. Yeah. I still can't get over him just coming out and just knocking our guys down and catching the ball. Uh, another text says, you're not supposed to play baseball during the football season. Uh, <laughs> Didn't want it on the scoreboard, huh? Great game. It should help Illini recruiting. I noticed many Iowa players were from Illinois. It's time to turn that around. I think they're starting to do that. That's uh, what they're trying to do. 10:56. Your caller, Scott, I think was correct. The Cardinals being below 500 against above 500 teams. As I, as a Cub fan, I can say the Central Division has been the weakest for years, or was the weakest in years. It sure was. Yeah, the Pirates were bad. The Cubs were bad. Milwaukee, Red, Reds were Milwaukee bad. had troubles. You know, they... But the, the thing that, that is the most important thing to come out of this for the Cubs, clearly, is that in the second half of the season, since the All-Star break, the earned run average of the Cubs' starting pitchers is 2.88, which mm-hmm. is third in, the, in all of baseball. They did get better at and the they, end. And the pitchers got really better. And so they think that they've got some people. Plus, they have Hendricks coming back next year. They, mm-hmm. they think that their pitching staff is going to be a lot better, and that's what matters. Uh, if you check the high school football scores on Saturday mornings, eight out of ten of the scores are wildly lopsided. That's, That's what Lauren mentioned. Yeah, it's really bothersome because some of those schools will just give it up at some point. And let's see here. Was there anything else that I missed? Uh, I want to give a big shout-out to the defense and offensive lines. Great job. Uh, again, the Illini defense uh, not allowing a touchdown at home this year. And uh, the Illini will be hosting Minnesota at 11 o'clock. Uh, Mike is with us here. We've got about a minute and a half. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, just quick. Uh, you just got the question about the fair catch violation. It wasn't a fair catch violation. What they called, he didn't call a fair catch, but you have to give the receiver a cushion to catch the ball. The Illini player hit him, you know, as he was catching. You can't do that. Right. they got to have a cushion to leach catch, and that was a violation. It wasn't a fair catch. Right, right. Yeah, that was Litzy that came down there too quick. So, Yeah. yeah. Okay, just want to clarify yep. on that question. Thanks, Mike. Yep, appreciate sure. it. Very good. Uh, 10.58 at DWS, headed to uh, wrap it up today. And uh, yeah, you'll have some numbers I know you can share with Scott later on, on shows this week about Lou Tepper's defense because that's yep. what we're com- comparing it to. Yeah. I think this is the best defense since then, maybe. Yeah, I mean, but that second year, uh, lose teams face five ranked teams, and you're playing a, a, a d- different level of, of opponent than the Illini are playing right now. By the way, I want to mention, uh, we mentioned the Esquire show tonight, Sports Talk at 4, then Sports Talk at 5 from the Esquire. Uh, Steve Kelly tells me that Chester Frazier will not be able to make it tonight. 
that uh, it will be Jeff Alexander and Tim Anderson, though. So two of the three assistant coaches will be there uh, tonight. And Lauren's headed up to Minneapolis for media day. Yeah, we're going to fly out of here about 3.30 or 4. And so uh, we'll be there for the, the media. And, and Scott Ritchie's going with me, and of course. And, and we'll be on the Underwood plane. So we're looking forward to that. Hey, been a fun show. Yeah. Fun to be talking football yep. here in the fun middle of October. Wins, isn't it? Yes, it is. All right, we'll hear you throughout the week, Lauren. Thank right. you for coming in on a Monday morning quarterback show presented by Berkey's. WDWS Champaign-Urbana back tomorrow on Penny. Have a great day.